Welcome to Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose, where we pull back the curtain on running a financial advisory business focused on providing intentional advice to couples and families. I'm Dennis Morton. And I'm Katie Brown. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. Dennis, question for you. We're recording this in the morning. Anything in particular kind of stress you out today or or maybe in general? We've we've talked before about my ticking clock in the in the back of my head. The passage of time, like I feel like this time of year, you know, we're talking about the early fall, it, it's go time. And the feeling of missing something or not being where I'm supposed to be is a very stressful. So I'm really happy to be here recording a podcast with you right now because I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Once I take off the headset, all bets are off. (laughs) (laughs) How how, how about you? Like what in this moment, what what gets you? What what are your stressors like right now? I always have this sort of like conflict happening in my mind where I, I look at the clock and maybe it's a little bit of a passage of time, a little bit different, but I'll look at the clock and say, all right, I need to be somewhere. I have two extra minutes. I'm going to empty the dishwasher. I'm going to do some, like, I always try to fill every last minute. And then I realize that I'm stressing out about being late. Ah. I, I'm trying to break that habit a little bit and, and give myself more of a buffer, but I have a tendency to, to fill everything in really quickly. And then I push myself late and then I stress about being late. You, you are, you're the cruise director. Like that is so, that is so you're like, oh, there's a gap here. Let's fill it in with you know, that. That's, that's the cruise director role in you. Yes. Yes. But that's what we wanted to talk about today. Things that stress us out as advisors. And it may not be what people would expect to stress us out as advisors. You know, you know it doesn't stress us out? The, the markets. markets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Honestly, how many times have you been asked? You show up somewhere and you see someone like, hey, this crazy market, you guys must be a ball of stress. What's your answer to that? My answer is typically like, yeah, you know, markets, they're going to go up. They're going to go down. It is what it is. And that's that's not my concern of the day. I, yeah, I feel like I humor that question. I kind of acknowledge that, I, yeah, I guess that would be a stressful thing. But, you know, I, I try not to dismiss it out of hand. I wish I could dismiss it out of hand because it's actually, let's sit down and talk about why you shouldn't be stressed about the markets. Can we, can we have that conversation? I will say, and you know this about me, it actually is one of my big pet peeves when I show up somewhere and somebody finds out I'm, I'm a financial advisor and their very first question is, what is the market doing today? And nine times out of 10, I say, I, I don't know. I know. I, and, and that's, maybe I shouldn't say that, I'm not sure, but in any given day, I don't typically watch it during the day unless there are glaring headlines and I want to be aware so I can show up prepared for our clients. But for me personally, ask me what it's done over the last month or the last quarter or the last year or the last five years. I, I need more of a time frame. Otherwise, there's not enough context. Any given day, it just, it's, it's not even on my radar to, to check throughout the day. It's so true. And even during some of those fast moving times, I think back to the 2020 and the pandemic, and I'd be on the phone during the day a lot. And we're talking to clients and I wouldn't have my eyes on it. And there were days when I would start one call and be calling a client saying, yeah, we're down 2% on the S&P 500. And by the time I got on the next call, the S&P was up. Mm-hmm. And, and you just think like, why would I have stressed out about that when the conditions can change so fast? And, and even early in my career, 
when I was working at a Wall Street firm, we had a, a kind of a news feed that was constantly kind of pumping through updates and everything else. And this was during the great financial crisis in the, in the early days. And there was some headline that came through midday and it said, markets crash on Fed news. And at some point later on in the day, the markets rebounded and the headline came up, markets rebound on Fed news. Went, Wait a minute. You can't. No, 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 no. That, that's lazy journalism right there. You, you can't use the same stimulus to explain both, but that's what happens. And we stress out about it, but it's super short term and near term. So if it's not the markets, then that stresses out, what stresses you out as an advisor? What are the things that, that put you on edge? Are we missing something? Mm. An unreasonable expectation for a client working with an advisor is that the advisor knows what's going to happen. Not true. Yes. We cannot predict it. And um, that's the first thing we'll tell you. Full humility. We have no idea what's going to happen. We still, that doesn't remove the need to plan. But missing something isn't so much, do we get it wrong about a market call? But did we miss something in the family dynamic? Did we miss something about an opportunity or a risk or something like that? Do we know this client well enough to make sure that our advice is sound? That's the part that, that I, I think about. And our team does a great job. Whenever we go into a meeting, you know, Karen on our team will put together like a full workup work of the last several meetings, all of the just really deep information on the household. That's really helped to alleviate some of that stress because I'm less concerned that we're missing something in the family dynamic that would influence one way or another the advice that we give. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is that is so true. That's constantly in, in my mind as well, both in preparation for meetings, but also just throughout the day, every once in a while, something pops up in my mind and I, I say, oh my gosh, did I do what I was supposed to do? Am I missing something? Or you get near deadlines. Now, we often talk about deadlines too. Mm. There aren't too many deadlines in our financial industry, but year end is one of them. I wish there were more. To be honest, I, wish, I sometimes wish there was a deadline to, to kind of spur action. <laughs> yes. Sometimes people can get pretty comfortable where they're at and, and not take a good action step forward. I agreed with that. Yeah. Year end is about as close as we get, right? Yeah. So year end's pretty close to a deadline. And so going into year end, I'm constantly thinking like, did we do all the tax loss harvesting that we needed to do? Did, did we help clients make their final charitable contributions? Are there any retirement plans that still need to be established? Depending on, on the plan, certain things have a you know, December 31st deadline. So are all of those things being done? Did anything possibly fall through the cracks? Mm -hmm. That is absolutely one of, I think, our biggest stressors, one of my biggest stressors as an advisor. Yeah. And let's, let's step out outside of ourselves here and just talk about advisors in general. What do you think are some stresses that advisors feel when, when they're out, out there in front of clients? What, what might come through if, if a client's sitting across from their advisor and wondering like, why is this person stressed? Where do they feel pressure? Um, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think for many advisors in our industry, they're working with too many clients. Mm -hmm. Similarly, I think there's a lot of stress in feeling like they're showing up unprepared because they don't have the capacity to go as deep in the client relationship as they may want to. 
And I think for a lot of advisors in our industry, they're thrown back on their heels in a reactive mode rather than a proactive mode. They're batting away the work of the day. Yes. Because that's where their capacity allows them. And I think that's stressful. I think that's a stressful place to be in. That, that's such a good point because we're very conscious of our capacity and have been from the start. We, we said early on, what we do, we can't do for thousands of families because it's very detail-oriented. It, it's an intimate relationship to understand the client. Kind of like we have, as I said before, the stressful thing is, do I know this person well enough to provide good advice? Mm-hmm. Well, if one advisor has thousands of families, that's, that's nearly impossible to do. And, and I think the reason for that is there aren't enough advisors right now. Mm-hmm. frankly. I mean, there, there's a whole generation of advisors who've been retiring and are retiring who are passing it along to fewer and fewer successors who then just have just a backlog of clients. And that, that's that's going to be a challenge. I also think that there's a, there's a general stress in the industry over who's calling the shots. Mm-hmm. We hear stories, and, and I'll, I'll just cite from personal experience. I remember being at a Wall Street firm in the late 2000s and being pressured to sell mortgages. Suddenly the, the bank started exerting influence and said, hey, part of your compensation is your ability to sell your clients mortgages. And I remember thinking, and this is right before I left, and one of the reasons why that, that decision was informed, is that's not what I'm here to do. Like increasing the liabilities of my clients because it, it's gonna feed the bank is not a great proposition for me. And I think that stuff still happens. And you have to kind of say the, the alignment of incentives can create a lot of stress on advisors because it might be an obstacle to what they actually want to do and what the clients expect them to do. Yes. We've talked about how we are structured as a registered investment advisory firm, an independent firm that gives us the ability to pick and choose the custodian that's going to best serve our clients and and the services and the technology that are going to, to best support our relationships and the work that we do. But you, you are exactly right. There are a lot of different structures out there. By being on the independent side, we are able to remove that as a stressor. Now, there are different stresses because there's a lot of decision-making in our world for deciding kind of what to pull forward and, and what to safely set aside. Much of that is informed by our clients and, and what they need. So, so we do have a good filtering process. Part of this separation too is advisors aren't always in a position to build their business the way that they want to or build their vision the way that they want to and fully connect to it. And so now if they are you know, accountable to somebody else or a different model, that in itself can create stress. And th- this comes back to, I, I think we, we talked about our partnership dynamic on a previous episode. But this is something I've heard you say before that just about how you design your life is you design your life to not have drama or stress, like not have unnecessary layers of complexity. And I think that shows up in the business too, because if you look at how we imagined the business, it's like, we could do this in a way that's overly complex and designed to invite in pressure and stress, but we're not going to do that. Right. We're going to design it so that it, it seeks out the most simplified solution and doesn't create entry points for stress levels that are unnecessary or might eventually serve as distractions for us. The irony with that is that I think that we have more freedom in the process. Ah, there it is. Discipline equals freedom. Yes. I was advised that one time 
Remember I told you I went on that silent retreat one time? Yeah, that was fascinating. Yeah, I bet you wish I went on more of those, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the insights that I learned in that is the high, highest expression of freedom is discipline. I could do anything, I choose to do this. And I think that's been a really important part of the design of our firm is that, you know, we, we could have had any number of things off of the a la carte menu, but we chose to do some very specific things and they're designed to create hopefully a more stress-free environment for us, which translates to a more stress-free, peaceful environment for our clients. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are some other things as an advisor that you feel like create stress or, or not necessarily create stress, but, but things that you stress over when thinking about your role in this world? Okay. It's, it's not all the time because you know, we've designed our environment. I don't have a TV in my office. We've designed our environment to limit inputs a little bit, but when we do have to be tuned in constantly, like those, those occasions where the news flow is, is hammering at us, that's a stressful thing because one of our jobs, one of our best jobs is being a filter for our clients and to say, okay, we understand you're being peppered with news and things that calls to action and everything else. But again, coming back to the pandemic here, we had to be really aggressive in filtering out the noise and saying, this is what matters. And that can be a stressful thing because you're trying to maintain that long-term perspective and the world doesn't want you to. It wants you to kind of get sucked into the moment. One of my early experiences with ignoring the, the day-to-day actually goes back to my my wartime experience. So I was a, a Patriot missile officer during the early days of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And we were in a we're stationed in a hangar in Kuwait and we're kind of monitoring the air picture of the whole theater. So you have planes and you're looking for missiles. You know, that's that was, our missile defense was our job. So you're monitoring the air picture and literally watching to see if something's going to happen. Yet in the back of the hangar, there's a TV on and it's tuned into cable news. And every time they came back from commercial, it was special alert, breaking news, boom, ba-boom, 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 constant red headlines under there. And I remember turning around and saying, please turn that down because I'm literally watching the war and I know there's not an emergency and I have chirping in my ear constantly that there is. And it's not my emergency. I need to watch this. And we're not designed to handle all the world's problems at the same time. Back when we were living in the villages 500 years ago, you didn't know what was happening in the next village. Now we know every village's problems. And just from that early experience of the war, I've, I've kind of been aware of tuning it out because I need to be focused on this picture, that visual. And the chirping creates unnecessary stress, removes focus, and possibly cre- adds on risk. It doesn't help with awareness. Yeah, that's powerful. It's a good example of the need for filtering and recognizing where your risk is relative to others. And it may not be other people's risk that you need yeah. to worry about. And, and and you can still be a caring individual and worry about other people's risks, but you have to be able to apply it to yourself when necessary or not. Yeah, yeah. You tend to be a, a very even keel, calm person. How do you influence and ex- exert that influence on clients? How does that translate into client meetings or engagements? How how do you kind of create a stress-free environment? Um, 
My natural inclination is to always go back to the plan. It's to zoom out, it's to help build context and perspective, but also acknowledge, I I know this can be a stressful time. I, I know, you know, this set of concerns, let's talk about that set of concerns and let's see how they fit in, how it looks. I think that's that's a very comfortable conversation for me. And it's something that I enjoy. I said, just kind of building some more context. I think though, where I do hit my stress points is making sure we're doing what we said we were going to do and showing up consistently and proactively. Mm-hmm. And it's a very common phrase when we sit down at staff meetings or we're talking about, okay, what is our process going to be? And I'll often say, okay, great that we're going to do all those things. Are we doing all of those things? Mm-hmm. And let's make sure we we are showing up and we're doing what we said we're going to do. You know, I, I constantly go back to that, but that's, that's where my, my stress shows up. That's sorry about that because I think that's one of my that's one of my contributions is wanting to do. I'm, I'm I lean more to the let's do more, and you tend to lean toward let's do what we're doing better. We talked about disagreement before. That's that's a great tension to have between doing more, which is possible, but doing better, which is aspirational. We need both. We need both. Yeah, yeah. That's it's so true. You're so right about talking about the financial plan too because. Oftentimes, one of the things that a client will come in and say is, uh, we'll sit down in a meeting and they'll say, oh my gosh, I'm stressed about the market pulling back or inflation being up or all those things. And how powerful is it to pull up their plan and say, we thought about that. Mm-hmm. Remember last year when we, when we sat down with your plan, did we expect 12% annualized returns in your financial plan? Nope. No. We contemplated the fact that there's going to be ups and downs. Do we know when they were going to come? No, but we're not priced to perfection here. We contemplated inflation, maybe running it higher than the low levels it was for 10 years or whatever it was. And just being able to say, yes, we've thought about that. You can see the relief that comes over a client. It's like, oh, okay. And that's why the planning process is so important because it shows that we've contemplated the possibilities. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Outside of work, what's your favorite stress reliever? What's your go-to? Running. Running has been my go-to since really since I graduated college. And actually I used to, even, even in college, if I had a stressful day, I would, I would go for a run. But I think post-college it's, it's been the place where I've found the ability to kind of ground myself mentally and I can tune out the world around me and, and start to bring clarity to the jumble of thoughts in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I haven't been as avid a runner as you have in the past, but there's a particular type of running that's become useful for me in recent years, and that's uh, running trails, tend to be more more hills. And uh, I just have this, this construct of starting at the bottom of a hill. And when I, when I reach the bottom of a hill on a trail, I'll put a thought in my head of something that I'm struggling with, just maybe something, a challenge, a problem, or just a relationship, whatever it might be. And usually by the time I'm finished that hill or a series of hills, I've figured something out that, that I kind of, you know, offer up that hill to, to, to a particular problem. So and anymore, it's, it, I guess it's more of intentional running mm-hmm. that's been helpful for me. There, there's a certain amount of zoning out that happens. 
But when I get to the bottom of the hill, it's like, all right, let's, let's focus on something in particular, contemplate that and, and see what happens. And that's been, that's been really useful, especially leading a business in a pandemic, raising four kids. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of more. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's, it's so important too to have that awareness of if I feel overloaded, where can I go? What can I do? Yep. Yep. And for, for everyone, it's different. For everyone, it's different. So if there are things that, that stress you out, if there's ways that you deal with that stress, or if you wonder how we coach people through that experience, feel free to reach out. Reach out to us. It's one of our favorite roles to play is kind of introducing peace where stress uh, might otherwise exist. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose. We hope you enjoyed getting to know us, how we approach leading a financial advisory practice, and the work we do every day to help families and couples make important financial decisions. Morton Brown Family Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This podcast is designed for educational and informational purposes and not intended as investment advice. More information can be found at www.mortonbrownfw.com.